Time for Sex, the podcast. Cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sexist isn't good enough. No, time for, time for sex. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sex, the podcast. Erica Miley here. So, solo episode today. I've got some cool stuff for you today. This is kind of the beginning of this conversation that you and I get to have and put together together. <laughs> so I wanted to start that I, th- I think this is going to be the first of many episodes, kind of like I said a second ago. Um, this episode is all about five tips to talk to your kids about sex. This is probably the biggest question I get from my clients, from my friends, from family. When do I say what to my children when? Or is what they're doing at this developmental stage appropriate? That's, that's probably the biggest questions I get. I, oftentimes I'll even from clients, the parents will call and have have us, us by us I mean therapists, um, talk to their children for them about sex because they're so uncomfortable. So I feel like it is a really good opportunity with this podcast to start giving you some tools to be able to have these conversations in a way that feels natural and authentic to you and doesn't feel so scary. So I wanted to start with tip number one. So I'm going to make sure that all of this information is in the show notes. So the show notes might be a little long on this one, but I think that this information is really important. So number one, this is a lifelong conversation. This is not a one time hit it. Okay, done. This is a lifelong conversation that you're going to have many, many times. Tip two, every everyday conversation is where this talk is going to come from. And I don't mean to say this talk by once because I'm going to say it again. This is a lifelong conversation. <laughs> so everyday conversation can offer you an opportunity as a parent to check in with your kids to see where they are. Specifically, let's get, let's, I'll give you an example. Someone in your family announces they're pregnant you have young children, they ask, how did that happen? Or how did, how, what does pregnancy mean? Or how did the baby get in there? That is a perfect opportunity to answer their questions. That brings me to tip number three. I know I kind of shot those right at you really quick right there. First three minutes, you got three tips. <laughs> so listen to the question they are asking you Please just stop and slow down and listen to what your kiddo is asking. This is a very important step because they may not be asking you about how sex happens. They may be just asking about how does this happen as a whole and you don't have to start with penis and vagina. You don't have to start or begin there. That's a lot for, especially a young kid, I'm thinking three, ages three to five, that's when you're going to get some of, some of questions like this. 
like especially like if a, a kiddo sees sees a mom with a big belly and doesn't quite understand that the baby's in there but may my my mom loves to tell this story on me uh, I'll tell it on myself <laughs> a friend of the family was pregnant and I was I think three or four at the time and I walked up to her and I lifted up her dress and I started talking to the baby and <laughs> that my 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 mom gets such a kick out of telling that story and laughs happily at me about it <laughs> but I'm sure that many of you have similar stories and it causes humor and levity and things like that but it also causes some fear because then some of the questions begin right so listen to the question your kiddo or the kiddos are asking listen number four keep the answer short and simple and age appropriate so you do not have to like I mentioned a minute ago you do not have to begin with penis and vagina or any other form of sexual act that is not where you need to begin listen to the question and keep the answer short because oftentimes they're answering a simple question and they want a simple answer and they will move on for instance the kiddo might ask how did babies where do babies come from a simple answer might look like they come from when two parents love each other and they want to have a child that could be right where they're at right then and that might be enough they might look at you and go okay and then move on and go back to playing. So keep it simple, keep it short, and let them ask the questions and meet them where they are. The qu first questions don't mean that you have to jump headlong into the sex talk. And like I said, tip number one, lifelong conversation. This isn't going to be a conversation that you have one time when your child is 12, 13, or 14, and then you're going to give them everything and walk away, and that's the end of it. This is a conversation that, especially if you can get comfortable enough, I, I'm not saying that you have to have lots and lots of comfort comfortability because this is going to be a difficult conversation especially if you have your own stuff wrapped around it right most of the time the parents that i meet that want to know what is the best things to say to their children they have them the the best of intentions but the fear and shame that they have about sex or how they learned about sex is what's keeping them from being the most honest and authentic person that they want to be the, it is the things that, that help, that could help them in the situation, but their fear and that, that, but I don't know what I'm talking about comes out. So my aim is with these tips to give you a little bit of help <laughs> to be able to know, like, you know, I, I remember these things that Erica said. I remember that this is where I need to begin. Tip number five, ask open-ended questions and shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I may come off in this, as in this episode as a little bit preachy. It's because it's something I'm really passionate about. I'm passionate about people 
being able to deliver this in a way that makes the most sense for their their personal values but also in the most authentic and not shame-filled <laughs> conversation they could possibly have with their children because this conversation can affect how they see sex and sexual activity and part their partners and their relationships for the rest of their life so the the stakes feel high because they can be now that being said tip back to tip number back to tip number five ask open-ended questions and shut your mouth (laughs) by an open-ended question by that i mean the answer to that question cannot be a yes or a no so an open-ended question might look like hey what was the most important thing that you learned from your day You cannot answer that question with a yes or no. Or, like if it's a small child, what was the favorite thing you learned from your day? Or, if it's a small child and you know they've been talking about bodies in school, you can ask them, hey, what was the most interesting thing you found out about bodies today? Those are just some examples of what open-ended questions might look like. You can craft your own and make it sound like you. (laughs) You don't have to use mine. The reason why I say shut your mouth (laughs) is because when you talk to a child about this topic or anything around bodies, let them tell you what they're looking for. If you can close your mouth, they will. They will tell you everything. (laughs) They will, they, they are so, they are so wanting to connect with you as their caregiver They are happy, typically happy to tell you like, oh, these are the most interesting things from my day. So this not only gives you an opportunity to talk to them about something really important, this conversation also gives you an opportunity to connect with them in a very intimate way to build relationship with your child, to let them know that you are a safe place, and to let them know that you can be trusted with this information. One of the things that I think is the most important thing about this conversation and why it is a lifelong conversation is that you as a caregiver get to have the gift to get to give your child the context of sexuality and bodies. By that I mean oftentimes when I see young people today and the only sex education they've had is from like pornography or their friends they don't have context of healthy adult relationships. They don't have context of what sexuality actually looks like between two people. So when they get to ask you, they get that context without being shocked by things that they could see on the internet. I think that's probably the, the, one of the biggest problems with sex education coming from pornography is that the children who see it don't get context for what they're seeing. They're not seeing the things that someone who creates pornography, the things they have to go through to be able to create that pornography. They don't, they don't see the time. They don't see the effort. They don't see that that is not typically how it works for two people who are engaging in sexual activity. So, that being said, again, I'm going to go back over these five tips. First, tip number one, it's a lifelong conversation. 
Tip number two, it's an everyday conversation. Every day offers an opportunity. Family, friends, uh, not only just like family friends that you know, but their friends might bring things up. Three, listen to the question the kiddo is asking. Number four, keep your answer short and simple and age appropriate. Number five, ask open-ended questions and shut your mouth. (laughs) I really, really hope these tips can be helpful to you. And I really hope that if you do have any questions or any concerns that you'll get in touch with me. Hey, everybody. Here is the new segment. It's called Ask a Sex Nerd. So I'm really excited to bring a brand new section to this podcast. I think this is going to be a great opportunity to be able to address your questions directly. I get a lot of questions via like Facebook Messenger or text message or whatever the case may be. I get a lot of questions that are about lots of different various things. So I decided, you know what? Here's a great way to answer these questions because I know so many of you have similar questions. We're all just afraid to say them out loud. Uh, Catchy jingle to come because I really want to have a fun little jingle for this segment. So um, let's just dive right in. This The question I want to address this week is specific to how I want to address this question. How do you start to look at your own sexuality for the first time in a healthy way? So this question kind of comes from a frame of um, I'm, this person wanted to remain anonymous. So um, this the frame of this question comes from like when you're when you've left a long time term relationship or you've gotten a divorce or you feel like you've kind of gotten to a point in your life when you're starting to come into your own sexually making your own sexual decisions finding the the power that you have within yourself and your own sexuality so that's kind of the frame of this question now the answer to this question obviously for most of you will not be the same (laughs) there's no one size fits all answer for this question this question in particular I think begins with how you see yourself. So not only sexually, I'm talking about what is that voice inside of you say to you about you? And I believe that when you can look and work on that voice, other things like sexuality, like how you interact with others, will flow directly from that. So I'll give you an example. If you have a negative core belief about yourself, that is, I'm not worthy, specifically, then that that negative bottom basement negative core belief you have about yourself is going to influence how you see your interactions with other people, how you inter- see you, how you see your body, how you see your interactions sexually. That negative core belief will permeate a lot of your life. So when it comes to this question, when you're trying to figure out who you are sexually, I really believe the place to start 
is that inner internal voice, that voice of who, who am I? What am I like? And do I appreciate me for who I am right now in this moment? Not in the future, not in the past, because we spend a lot of time thinking about the future and the past. <laughs> and that probably won't be the first time I say that on this podcast. But how you see yourself permeates how you tell the world who you are. And I think that addresses specifically sexuality. So that's my beginning answer <laughs> to that question. If you have other questions that you would like the sex, the sex nerd to answer, please, please, please send them to Erica at EricaMiley.com or hit up my website, www.EricaMiley.com. I would love to answer them for you. Or you can jump on Facebook or Instagram and, and shoot me a question there. We'll talk soon. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about a, a course that's coming up that I'm going to be offering in the in the sh in the short uh, future. <laughs> I'm going to be offering a course for caregivers to learn some sex education, but also learn how to talk to kiddos about sex at each developmental level. Now, that being said, I have some ideas about what I think would be helpful in a course like this. But here's where I'm going to ask for some help. I would love to know directly from you, especially those of you who are caregiv caregivers, what you wish you knew, what you wish from the stories that you have in your life, what you do not want to do with your children. I would love to know those kinds of stories. And I would also love... If you were to say, hey, it would be helpful to me if I got this information. This is something I feel like I'm lacking in. I would like more. So please, 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 please contact me, ericamiley.com, erica at ericamiley.com for an email. Or you can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. I have both social media platforms available for contacting me. I'd be happy to answer questions. Many of you reach out to me anyway, and I, I would love to, for that to be more. I, I think that this is a, that podcasting allows us to build relationship and have a conversation between each other. So please let me know what you need. All that being said, contact me again, ericamiley.com, erica at ericamiley.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. This is me signing off. I hope you have a great week. Yeah.